And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. Okay? Okay, first of all, okie-dokie. For those that don't listen to the show a lot, okie-dokie is one of our big theological terms. Okie-dokie. I don't want to glorify any violence. It is not cool. And warfare always has violence connected to it. But not all warfare is human warfare. Some conflicts uh, are, are more important than blood and borders, which is a sad thing to say because we have this Ukraine situation going on right now. But some people, this fighting is for their eternity. For their souls. And that's why we are soldiers in the Lord's army. And we need to understand where the front lines are. When the word of God is sown, when the word of God is given out, listen to this, there is warfare taking place. Did you get that? All right. Next, I cannot diligently or faithfully stress the need for unity amongst believers. I know that you think I harp on this, and I do, and I appreciate your groans. I just can't figure out why we all understand that political diversity is highly sharp and toxic and don't consider the ramifications of the lack of Christian unity. If political agreement enables a country to accomplish more, how much more true is that for believers of Jesus Christ? Finally, once again, we dabble in the realm that makes every Christian shudder. <laughs> Which realm is that, Dave? The realm of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Some people get so uptight, they don't want to hear about it, let alone think about it. But that's not God's intention. He wants us to examine all things, even if it makes the hairs on our arms stand David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's like you're a kid again who, for the first time ever, got to eat cotton candy. Ho-ho! Why is that? Because when you call, you'll be talking to Captain Chris, and then you'll be...
Now you have to like that. I'm sorry. Cotton candy. Come on now. All right. Bottom line is this, so that everybody can be kind of on the same page. All right? This is not a kvetch fest. I'm thinking kvetch fest. Okay. For those that don't know, I was born and raised Jewish, became a Christian, have a Baptist, Pentecostal, charismatic ordination, and I am four months out from getting my doctorate if they don't disown me between now and then. So I have a BA in ministry and leadership and a master's degree in theological studies and my doctorate's in strategic Christian ministry. And I tell you all that to say this, I am as dumb now as I ever was before. But the great thing is I still believe the same way I did the first day I said yes, and you should too. Remember, Christianity is a series of yeses. It's not just one yes. It's a lifetime of yeses to the Lord. Now, during this show, you have an opportunity to call in. You can ask a, a question. Uh, if it's on physics, you can ask somebody else because I'm not going to have an answer. But you don't call in just to whine or complain. There's plenty of shows for that. We even support those shows depending on what they're talking about. But here we're trying to encourage one another, we're trying to use Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another daily, we're trying to use Hebrews 10.25 as we see the day of the Lord approaching. And so if you want to call in, you got a question, you got a thought, you got a comment, you got something you want to share, you got a praise report, that praise report might be the very blessing that somebody just needs to hear to lift them up. If you've got a prayer request, we can join our faith together with you and pray over that issue and ask the Lord to cover it together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. If you recognize that God is our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ is our Lord, and that we are saved by his redeeming work, and you seek to be walking in a fellowship with the Holy Spirit, bam, you're there. I don't care what your denomination is. I care that you love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, let's do this together. And so these are the things you can call in and talk, or you can answer Bible trivia. Da -da -da. So the last segment, we had a new caller calling, and his name was Al. It's great to have him. Great to have you aboard, Al. Here's the next trivia question. So for those of you who get ready, remember, you can do this by phone, by, what's the other thing? Text? Oh, yeah. And then by email. I forgot. That's what Steve Martin said when they said, why don't you pay taxes for 10 years? He said, I forgot. Anyway, uh, which king gave the order, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other? Which, which king? I just got a text from Al, the other Al, going, what? Now we got another Al? This is, this is our audience, people. Uh, okay, which king said that? Uh, cut him in two. Cut. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. David at hemustincrease.org. That is the email that you want to do. We do have somebody calling in. We'll give you a chance, though, to answer that question, which is my polite way of saying I'm going to stall a little bit so more people can answer the question because it just gives you that opportunity. Uh, keep in mind, any topic is open for conversation. And why is that? Why is, why, is, why is it that any topic is open for conversation? And the reason is because it's not professional radio. <laughs> it's hardly radio. It's I love that line. It's two cans and a string. It's just the best line. Uh, it's kind of a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Kind of. You know, that's Libby the Kid spelled sideways. Sort of. All right. So uh, we have somebody getting ready to answer the trivia question. Okay. Here we go. Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Gary. I'm doing better today, so I really appreciate your prayers. Okay. My knee is doing better. Yeah, keep doing that because I woke up and I was not limping, and I thought that's good. <laughs> that's well, a good, that's good. Thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, my brother. Which king gave the order, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other? It was Solomon. That is correct, sir. It was Solomon. And that, what's what's such a great story, only in its simplicity. Some people try to make fun of it. It's like on the spot, if you were asked to make an evaluative judgment and you came up with that on the spot like that, that, that was an, an extreme amount of wisdom to yeah, drop that is. right then and there. It is. Those yeah. two women claimed the same child, so that's what he came up with. Yeah, and then the the real mom going, no, 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 no. Yeah, the yeah, real see, mom that's... would give the baby up. Exactly. Exactly right. Excellent job, brother. I appreciate it. We will be praying for you this weekend, and, and trust you'll be praying for us. I will be. All right. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, let me do this. We are kind of late, so I'm going to have to wait on this air check. I'm going to do an air check for a buddy, but we can't do it yet. Yeah, that's right. That's how it goes, people. Uh, I want to talk to you about this very important thing uh, in passage in the passage of Mark chapter 4, verse 13 through 15. If you're looking for a title, the best I'm going to come up with is How Blind Can We Be to the War? Here's what the portion says in Mark 4, 13, 14, and 15. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? Verse 14, the sower sows the word. Verse 15, these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away that word that is sown in them. The word of God is sown. That's the parable he's using. People who encounter the word have this experience where the word comes into their lives. Jesus teaches without any question that they hear it, but Satan, as a thief, takes it away. Remember, he's explaining the parable. Some people say, well, no, that's part of the parable. He's like, no, this is him explaining the parable, which that's how you know what's going on. And he says, look, Satan, the thief, takes it away. When the word of God is offered, Satan tries to pull the word out of people's lives. He tries to shut it down. He tries to confuse it, or he tries to muddle it, or he tries to steal it in whatever capacity that is to make it ineffective. Because if people hear the word of God and respond in their hearts and minds, they turn to God. And they find life. Well, Satan ain't happy about that. And if you look at this, the parable of the sower, there's four different seeds. You know, one's the, the, the seed gets snatched out. Another one, it gets, you know, squished by the cares of life. Another one, people receive it, but they don't hang out for a very long time. And another one, it produces fruit. That's for everybody. But don't ever forget, especially when you're in church and you're just sitting there in church and your preacher's preaching and word of God is coming forth. There is spiritual warfare taking place for people's souls and their growth to reflect Jesus Christ. There's real war going on all the time all around us. Okay? All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same So I punish myself This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7 The scripture says he will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine, but I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's it's, uh, you know—it's—it's uh, it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're going to take a moment and give one of my good friends a shout out. When I first got involved with radio, my first producer 
uh, slash engineer slash friend was Noah Dingley. Noah's a great guy. In fact, on many of the fills that you hear, he's the guy that you'll hear his voice. He's the one that goes, I have no idea where you're going, Dave. You know, that's that guy right there. Anyway, he is still with KPRZ. It's a radio station in San Diego. That's where I started. And he asked me to give a shout-out for him, and I'm more than glad to do that. He is having an interview with Philip DeCourcy, and that interview is taking place at 7 p.m. tonight. But here's what I want you to be aware of, okay? And if it already took place and he's replaying it, I can never tell. He'll say something to me. I'll go, uh-huh. Anyway, uh, bottom line is if you want to hear an interview, he has a show called Across the County. That's what Noah does. And Noah's been interviewing people as he's uh, is interviewing more influential people and more influential people. And Philip DeCourcy, very, very powerful in the kingdom, very well known. If you want to hear that interview at any point, you can go to kprz.com and underneath their um, little hamburger, which on their case, it's on the left side. Ours is on the right side. Theirs is on the left side. It has a little thing that says podcast. And you just click on the podcast, and then Noah's podcast across the country is there. You click on that. I think it's 7 p.m. our time they're doing the interview, which would be 5 p.m. Uh, San Diego time. Check it out. I think you'll find it to be a blessing. Noah's great. Excellent on the radio. Excellent interviewer. And uh, the reason I know that is because I've been interviewed by him. That's right. Noah, you owe me. Okay, there you go. See, that's what friends do for one another, just to let you know. Okay, got that covered? Okay. Now we'll do the trivia. Okay? That was a long uh, plug right there, I think. All right, here you go. Here's your trivia. Uh, This is – oh, better use the horn. Better use the horn right there. Horn. Okay, anytime you hear the horn when we're doing trivia, that means that you got to be aware that there could be something sneaky. Coming in your way. Was it two men dressed in white or three strangers who asked the apostles, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? Ooh. ooh. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. I know I'm forgetting something. Well, oh, we got plenty of time. We can do the I can do the count. Okay. Ready? Okay. I have a couple of things I want to share. I just need you guys not to be what's the word I'm looking for? Um, don't get offended. <clears throat> These are Yiddish Yiddish jokes, people. Yiddish. Yiddish jokes. Okay. So relax. Okay. I just found this whole Mess of Yiddish jokes. Some of them you'll understand. Some of them you'll think are dumb. Same with me. <laughs> some I understand. Some I think are dumb. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who they're all from because you really don't need to know that. Here are, are a couple of the Yiddish uh, jokes that I'm sure they're just a, just a handful. Okay. All right. I once wanted to become an atheist, but I gave it up because they had no holidays. That's Yiddish right there. Uh, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> I love this one. This is one of my favorite. I don't want to achieve immortality through my work. I want to achieve immortality through not dying. <laughs> uh, genius.
just defined for a Yiddish family a C student with a Jewish mother. Genius! <laughs> All right, I'll just end with this one. What is the name of a facial lotion made for Jewish women? Oil of Oive. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't say they were brilliant. I just said they were funny. Oil of Oive. <laughs> oh, come on. All right. Uh, trivia question. Was it two men dressed in white or three strangers who asked the apostles, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? Again, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or send an email, David, at he must increase.org. I want to stick in the gospel of Mark for a second. Uh, we talked about this before. Actually, I've preached on this a lot lately, and, and people are, are trying to figure out, well, why are you talking a lot about this particular subject? And the reason is because I think as the uh, prophetic word is declared throughout the word of God, we will see an increase of division not just within this country but my bigger concern is within the church and i understand that people have different preferences and again there's nothing wrong with that you have 12 tribes one israel the 12 tribes did not all have the same customs that's ridiculous in fact the levites had a completely different cultural aspect than the tribe of dan so i'm trying to point out that there's differences but if you look at romans chapter 12 and you look at first corinthians chapter 12 13 and 14 and you look at ephesians chapter 3 you find out that there can be diversity that's not what's required for unity. What's required for unity is that we keep the unity that's already been established because we have one heavenly father, which is when Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father, not my father. Number two, we are blood relatives through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then number three, we all drink from the same Holy Spirit, if you're a genuine, born-again, Bible-believing Christian. So I think that's that's okay to understand that, and we're going to look at that. My concern is that we uh, lose that unity. The Bible says keep the unity. We can lose it because people do things or see things different within the Scriptures. That's not a reason to, uh, to not be united. The reason to be united is because our true unity is in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's a reality check nobody can escape. So what we'll do is we'll have this person answer the trivia question, then we'll come back and I'll finish up on the teaching. Ready? Ready? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? You know, you're talking to Deborah. How are you, Deborah? How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, I am doing better. It was just one day, but I'm so glad people prayed. I mean, because last night it was really achy, achy. And then uh, today I woke up and I was like, wow, it's like oh, like it was the day before. So I'm so happy. Oh, that. that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, that's a great thing. All right, here you go. Was it two men dressed in white or three strangers who asked the apostles, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky. Well, I thought it was a couple of angels dressed in white. Well, I'll go with it. Yeah, we'll say that. It's the two. They were angels, but they, they are, I think they're described in some of the texts or some of the translations as men. That part's okay. It wasn't a bunch of strangers, but it's classic because if you put yourself in the position of when it took place, they're looking up at Jesus. Now, now keep in mind, they— 
they're not into sci-fi back then, right? They don't have sci-fi. So Jesus goes up like an elevator with no elevator, and they're just standing there looking. <laughs> and the angels are like, okay, back to work. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Back, 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 back. You're right? Kind of thing. It's like I find that to be, I think, from a, from a divine point of view, a little humorous. But, uh, yeah, okay, stop just looking up. Get to work. you got stuff to go. Good job, though. Excellent on that on that definition. All right, well, y'all have a good weekend. All right, thanks. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, great job by Deborah. Always does a great job. All right, so now here's the thing I want to come back to. So I'm talking about this unity factor, and I'm not trying to be, a, uh, I'm not trying to be annoying, but we talked about this, and this is the area I want to kind of nail it down to. Mark 3, 24 through 26, is if the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Well, that, whether it's a country or not, doesn't matter. If a house is divided against itself, this is verse 25, that house will not stand. And if Satan is risen up against himself and he is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. There are three elements that Jesus identifies in Mark 3, 24, 25, and 26. In verse 24, he talks about a kingdom divided. It will fall. In verse 25, he talks about a home divided. It will break apart. And then in verse 26, he talks about a person or a being that's divided, and that person will come to an end. As I said before, unity is found in all three of these areas, the same place, submitting to the Father, acknowledging the Son, and operating through the Holy Spirit. But you have to be aware that unity has a plausibility, a practicality to it, in various areas, not just our nation, which we look at right now and think, well, we are really more separated now than we were uh, for, for a long, long time, except for about 60 days after September 11th, where the country seemed to be much more united. What we don't want to have to do as a country is have to have disaster things happen for us to be united. That's a shameful thing for it, for that to happen. But a kingdom divided will fall apart, a house divided. That's husband and wife will break apart and a person divided will come to an end. You have the old nature fighting against the new nature. The old nature has the right, but you have to choose not to walk in the old you, but to walk in the new you. And you can't afford to be divided either any more than our nation can be uh, afford to be divided any more than your household afford to be divided okay all right we come back oh we're swinging for the fences that's all i can say you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kwam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere Kevin Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! 
just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time. And we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the tree, and I've got the act of, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes your next trivia question, and it's a tough one. Who gave this verdict? On this answer, you just do the best you can. Okay. Who gave this verdict on Jesus? Surely this was a righteous man. Who said that? Certainly this was a righteous man. Who gave that verdict on Jesus? If you think you know, you can reach out by calling us 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. It is at this time that we often send you to our website. We do that very uh, simply to make you understand that uh, we don't get uh, let's just say it this way. Dave doesn't have a private jet. Dave's lucky if Dave gets paid minimum wage. Those are the facts. And so on our website, you have the opportunity to invest with us 
Uh, and so we encourage you to do that. Plus, there's also a place where you can reach out to us, contact us if you got some questions. Plus, you can also offer uh, a, a praise report. Which you can make it public or private. You can have a prayer request. You can make it public or private. And then in our little hamburger, that's the three lines at the top on the right, there's about 23 other links for cool stuff, videos, audios, different uh, teachings, and so on and so forth. So we encourage you to go there. But the big thing here is do re mi. Yes. And if you want me to do the old-fashioned dig deep down into the pocket and pull out the green that doth make this machine. Okay, I could do that, but that's really not what the advantage is. The idea is you get to deduct it at the end of the year. That's all we give you. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> okay. Water. That, okay. All right. Uh, we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you, sir, for asking. Okay. Always great to hear from you. I love it when we hear from you. You're a, you're a blessing. Thank you. You're, it. It's a blessing to have you in our lives. I just want to say that. Well, you, you too, my friend. All right. Here you go. Who gave this verdict on Jesus? Certainly, this was a righteous man. Yeah, I'm thinking of two situations, but I'm going to call it uh, the... A soldier at the cross. That is correct, sir. It is the soldier slash centurion at the cross who made that verdict. Just seeing the way Jesus died, he goes, oh, "This this guy was a righteous guy. This was a the, the, just in his death, Jesus testified to his reality. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, saved the man too. That is really something. Professing as Christ that he was so. I think it's what they to say. Just profess, I believe. It's amazing, isn't it? It doesn't matter what angle it comes in. You just look at this, and Jesus is like, I'm going to save this guy. Watch. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow. And the guy got saved. It's just amazing. So anyway, uh, you're doing good. We can keep praying for you. Everybody needs to be praying for your wellness and for things going on. You're doing okay? Well, you know, I'm doing good. Uh, I, I, I don't like to complain either this God, but... <laughs> You know, we uh, when you get seventy-seven, uh, all the all the creeks still need a uh, creek still need oil. Uh, so I, I take the Holy Spirit first of all, and then I'll take the oil that that uh, makes my joints and bones work together good. Amen, brother. Yeah. You know what? Let me pray for you real quickly. Can I do that? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, please. All right. Father, we just come before you right now. We lift up our great brother Ace, and we just ask you to fill him fresh with your Holy Spirit. Just pour upon him, not just on the inside, but on the outside, so he can be functioning in ministry and in the character of Jesus Christ. Bless him with a refreshment that comes from your presence. We ask your blessing into his life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, my brother. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. All right. God bless you. Appreciate you as well. All right. Brother A. So, and so for those that are trying to figure out, well, are you guys like, uh, what's, what do we use to, if you listen to the show long enough, you're going to figure out I'm Bapticostal. It's just as easy a way to you just it'll help you fully understand. So the idea is to be spirit led, but Bible grounded. Nothing exceeds the authority of the word of God. Okay. Period. Period. Wait, what? Period. 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 
big things. Okay. Now, with that said, let's go right into this next teaching, which I think is uh, significant. By the way, Joy, that was a great way to answer that, Joanne and Cordelia. They put soldier slash centurion. See that? See that? That's a good way to do that. Very good. All right. Uh, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. This always makes people freak out. Okay. I had a very good friend at KPRZ who asked me about this multiple times because for some reason it gets away from people uh, at times. Mark chapter 3, verse 28 through 30. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemes they utter. But whoever blasphemes the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Okay? So they were saying that Jesus' spirit was an unclean spirit, right? He wasn't even mad. <laughs> Just follow this if you can. Well, I don't want to say he wasn't mad. It wasn't even that they said something about him per se. It's that they were blaspheming the spirit of the living God working through him. And it's almost as though, and somebody said this to me one time, and you have to think about it. It's not theologically something you would die for or get on a hill and die for kind of thing, but it's almost as though Jesus is a little protective here. Like, there's another portion where he says, well, you could say this about the Father, and you could say this about the Son, but you say anything about the Holy Spirit, you're out. <laughs> it's just like, what is going on there? Well, first of all, <clears throat> in the general scheme of things in Christian living— all sins are forgivable. But let's even back up even, even further. All sins are deadly. Okay, you know how the, the Catholic Church will often say there's seven deadly sins. Well, they are all bad sins, but any sin will send you to hell, period. Okay? If it's not repented of, covered, you're, there's no way that that changes. But all sins are forgivable, except for one. And that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. The word blasphemy is blasphemia. Blasphemia, it means to speak evil. And what the, what the charge is that Jesus made to them is that they were attributing to Jesus that his anointing and his actions and his attitudes and his activities were the work of Satan. And that, my friends, is territory nobody should step in. They attributed the anoint—listen to what I'm telling you—the anointing, the actions, the attitudes, and the activities of Jesus to Satan. It's one of the reasons you'll hear me vehemently—I guess vehemently is the right word. I don't know if that's the right word or not. I, I just think— if you're a Baptist or you're Pentecostal, if you're Charismatic, if you're Church of Christ, if you're Presbyterian, if you're Methodist, if you're if you're Catholic, if you're any of these ranges, and your particular is to attack other people who love Jesus, that's just dumb. Don't do that. Okay, that's just a dumb thing to do. But I will say this because people are concerned. Well, have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit? This is one of the most important truths for you to grasp in regards to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If you're worried about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, you're fine. And the reason that I say that is people that have blasphemed the Holy Spirit and that are not forgiven don't care. 
it's, they don't care. It's like, I'm going to hell anyway. But it's, it's like, they don't care. If you're worried, you're, it's a lot more, it's, a, it's really those who permanently reject Jesus Christ and the power that operates through him that this qualifies for. It doesn't mean that you blaspheme the Holy Spirit because somebody got on stage and had lights and siren behind them and they prayed for somebody and by the grace of God, that person got healed. That doesn't mean that you just blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Most of the time, that's it's, it's, it has to do with the show and all that other stuff. But it's not... An accidental sin. And it's not intended for those who are in a pre-salvation stage. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is attacking the workings of Jesus Christ at levels where you're attributing the work of Jesus is satanic. And it's like, my strongest admonition is just to not, why would you do that? Don't do that. That's number one. Number two, if you're like, oh, I hope I didn't do that, you didn't do that. <laughs> because people who do it are people that reject Jesus. They hate Jesus. They don't like Jesus. You love Jesus. That's not the issue that's going on here. But it should give you pause to be at least circumspect before you rip apart other people. I mean, that I think that's fair. I don't think it's weird to say, uh, you know, be careful what you say there. I had the opportunity when Johnny uh, was with us. So we had uh, Johnny uh, hanging out with the show for quite some time. We talked about it. And he asked me about a ministry. And he said, what do you think about this ministry? Because I think some of it's good and some of it's bad. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I said, but I told him, I said, I don't just hammer at a ministry because they might do something differently or they might interpret eschatology differently or ecclesiology differently or theology proper differently. But if they are anti-Christ in their ministry, that's different. That's that's the thing. That's some tough teaching, right? It's Friday, right? Okay. I promise the next one will be easier, maybe. Well, perhaps. We'll see. All right. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, le- the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. 
On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray, you can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, we have one of our favorite people is going to, they've called in, so they're going to share, uh, I think, a testimony. Uh, is uh, if I if I read that text right. See, that's one of the fun things about live radio is I don't know. I mean, the old text, you do this, you do this, you do this, and so on and so forth. So we got a couple things we want to hammer. Is that Joanne? Is that who's going to be? All right, so what we'll do is we'll give her a chance to share the testimony. We will probably, probably still do a trivia question unless she wants to answer it, which she, she can. I can I can guarantee it. And then uh, we'll see if we can squeeze in history and then the very last teaching. It's just, we need like two hours. <laughs> We need two hours. <laughs> I'm just laughing. All right, uh, we ready? Let's have Joy and come. This is David. Is this one of our favorite people? <laughs> well, David, back at you. This is Joy Ann. Thank you. Kind words. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. What do you got going on? Okay. So I've been wanting to tell this story for a long time, especially whenever I hear about Alice's miracle re regarding her healing. And first of all, I just want to say I'm so grateful your knee is better. We continue to pray for you. And a couple of other things. I always love when Gary calls. Uh, as a nurse, I recognize in the sound of his voice, he doesn't feel that well, but he is, you know, so faithful, and I just love his spirit. So um, shout out to Gary for Amen. his um, Amen. beautiful spirit. Uh, and he prays for the audience, too. And we pray for him. But anyway, uh, a few years ago, I I was on an ATV with my husband in the Big Bend area, and I hit a pothole, and it hurt my wrist pretty badly. I didn't fall off, but I developed 
a condition and inflammatory, and it was hard just to unscrew bottles. And um, so I did go to a, a wonderful hand doctor, and I got some steroid injections, but those would wear off. And then he told me he could not give me any more that I needed surgery. So he was scheduled to go to Hawaii on vacation the next week, but I scheduled for surgery and I told him to come back rested. (laughs) So Cordelia, God bless her. She put her hands on my wrist and she said, be healed in Jesus name. And within a matter of a couple of weeks, my wrist was healed. I was able to do somersaults with my wrist, (laughs) play tennis. And um, I just want you all to know our Lord is a miracle-working God. I, I, I just love the way we can come to him with any request. He does not always heal or heal right away, but his timing is perfect. And then he uses our, our discomfort. You know, we are sick at times. We do have um, issues. You prayed for my dental a couple weeks ago, and that is still healing. But I just see the hand of God in everything. But I just have to say, uh, praise the Lord for that miracle because um, that spared me from having to pay, pay a big bill. I'd rather spend my money on missions on the David Spoon Show. <laughs> I tell the Lord that a lot. I said, Lord, I'm happy to go to the doctor or whatever, but I'd rather use money for ministry if that's your will. So it's up to you, Lord. So isn't that fun that the Lord would work that way in our behalf? Excellent. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. What people I know people don't want to say this, but people want to pray that way, but they're they're they want to, you know, like exactly what Cordelia did. They want to like put their hands on and pray for it, but they're afraid of failing or being thought of as, you know, weird or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know what? It's those moments of faith that and it's without faith it's impossible to please God because we come to God and we must believe mm-hmm. that he is and a rewarder of those who seek him and it's those moments of faith that Cordelia had and that you had at that kind of combined togetherness that the Lord said okay there you go and it's just like people are like they're like no no and it's like well you know what if you don't pray you'll never know will you Exactly. We we do have the um, privilege to be bold, to come boldly before the throne of grace, as it says in Hebrews 4. So thank you for <laughs> being a conduit of praying for us. We pray for you in the audience. We just love you all dearly. Uh, thank you. You guys are a tremendous blessing for everybody. We appreciate it. Thank you, kind David. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. 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 And for those that are newer to the show, I do not pay people to do that. <laughs> Send her the 20 bucks. No, 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 no. All right. Let's do history real fast and we'll close up. That's right. Might as well enjoy it. Let's do history real fast. Let's go. Right, now, the only time we talk about the past is, one, if you're remembering something great God did, or two, when we're doing our history on the show. <laughs> Outside of that, you can't do it. Today is Hug a GI Day. That's good. That's solid there. Today is Scrapbooking Day. Eh. <laughs> eh. I mean, some people like it. Remember when that was sweeping through and there were scrapbooking stores that popped up everywhere? That was kind of a weird thing. Today is National Pound Cake Day. Yes. Hello. <laughs> right. That's why I did history. Chris and I check on the history to make sure it's worth doing. 
that was what was uh, worth doing. Today is Toy Soldier Day. I don't know if that means like the little army men or whatever. I used to take the army men. Okay, I don't know if you ever did this. So back in the day, they had little army men, and we would take the pine saw uh, stuff, the foam, and uh, we would spray him, and then he'd be full of And that was germ warfare. <laughs> Well, we were inventive back then. Uh, today is also uh, National Snack Day. So you can remember. <laughs> I, I love that. In 1877, on this day, the microphone was invented by Emil Bill, 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 Berliner. Emil Berliner. That's the best I got, folks. In 1902, actually, 120 years ago today, the American Automobile Association, AAA, was established. That's amazing. And then I don't know how you – I couldn't pass this up. In 1948, on this day, it was Howdy Doody for President. The puppet Howdy Doody announced on the Howdy Doody TV show that he is running for president of all the kids of the United States. It's got my vote. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say right there. I'm just leaving it at that. Uh, we'll skip our trivia. Last trivia, I'll do this last teaching. It's really uh, a reinforcement of some of the earlier stuff that we talked about. Very important, though. Psalm 112, verse 7 and 8. We will have no fear of bad news. You're thinking, wait, what? Okay, well, the passage says he will have no fear of bad news, but we get to do this. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. The word secure means safe. We're talking about their safe spaces and all their colleges have safe spaces. <laughs> Defeats the purpose of college. That's not the point. The point is this. In God, there is real internal, non-medicated, non-fabricated safety. It's not fake. It's not manufactured. It's real. And the person who has their heart steadfast on God does not, I know this is going to sound terrible, please don't write me an email about this, does not have to be afraid when they go out to the mailbox and open it up. You don't have to be afraid. Because the Lord is with you. There's nothing you're going to go through that God is like, going, oh, didn't see that coming. Wow, what a shock. As we've said before, God has not lost your the flash drive of your life. He's not, oh, where's Dave's flash drive? I can't find that anywhere. No, I do that. That's why I have like 100 flash drives, right? But God's not like I am. I'm an idiot. But God totally protects and cares for his kids. Bad news does come for a believer. It doesn't, it's not saying that bad news does never comes. And it comes from time to time. But the believer does not have to give him or herself to it. You don't have to yield to it. You don't have to surrender to it. You don't have to let the bad news overwhelm you. Most of the time, people react to things that they hear. And, and typically, that reaction is, when it's bad news, is fear. But you have to understand what fear really is. It's an anticipation of bad. In other words, when, when you get a, a something, you anticipate this is going to be bad. Or when you, 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 you know, have this, this is bad, this is bad. And it's all the future bad stuff. 
But if our hearts are steadfast on the Lord, if they are like a rock, immovable, trusting, if we have our safety in the Lord, we don't have to be afraid. Not that, not that we don't go through it. We go through it. But we don't have to live in that fear. We can live in this place of peace and grace and mercy and love and kindness and compassion and protection and rescue. You can live in the place of hope if your heart is steadfast on God. Nothing that the world, that the, the planet, the country, or your own body can throw at you that can overcome the hope that is in God Almighty through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. I want that. I want that thing right there. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.